Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. Bet Online, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show where we wax poetic, of course, about the Arizona Cardinals in the, in the Valley of the Sun in the Phoenix metropolitan area. And I guess all fans, therefore, that like the Arizona Cardinals. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And with me, as always, is the one and only Ed Easy Smith. Not only did he play professional baseball, but he also played in the National Football League. He was on that first Super Bowl bound team for the Atlanta Falcons. What is good brother ed what's going on brother jay back from the mecca man back from the mecca <laughs> north carolina north Kakalaki. yeah ed <laughs> just came back from uh from a special visit uh to to north carolina and so I'll, I'll be picking his brain about his visit and those types of things but yeah i know you said you ran into cam johnson's brother on campus right yes sir i was out there just minding my own business i saw this young man walking toward me Big and strong, and once he got close to me, I was like, "Man, that looks like Puff." And then soon he was like, "I was like, that's got to be him. He's so tall." Uh, man, that's that respect. I was really, really cool to just kind of bump into him on the road now. Nice, nice. So we, uh, so we're, we're get, you're getting this probably a little bit later in your inbox. However, you receive or listen to the show, we're trying to get back on schedule. Had some things happen, of course. So uh, this is going to be kind of a not a truncated version, but almost a, kind of a, a a macro version of of our uh, of our Thursday or in this case Friday show. Uh, typically, we do the show twice a week. So we do the uh, this Monday when we recorded on Sunday, the in kind of an immediate reaction from the uh, from the most recent game, uh, kind of what what we see. And then, of course, what Ed sees since he played the game and he sees the game a different way. It's, it's interesting. A lot of players say the same thing. We, when we bring players on our radio show here in the Phoenix area and they often echo that. And for those that have listened to this podcast for a while, know that uh, when we had some people on, they mentioned the same the same thing. So I, I learned from Ed and the guests that we bring on. And so then our Thursday show is typically a uh, uh, the Thursday show is typically a when we look ahead to what the next opponent is and trying to wrap up some things that have happened during the week. And for the next for the rest of the season, part of this our Thursday show will include some type of recap in some way or or, or thoughts, reflections on Hard Knocks, because Hard Knocks in season is going on and the Arizona Cardinals are a part of that. Uh, they are the focus of that. So I want to get Ed's thoughts on on that on episode number one. And then we are playing the uh, Los Angeles Rams in Los Angeles this coming weekend. Uh, there may be some, well, there's a lot of, a lot of injuries. So I'll, I'll get to the injury report here in just a second. But Ed, so, so. Uh, episode number one focused on that game, the, the week leading up to, and then including that, uh, the game with the, against the Seahawks. Um, 
some interesting behind the scenes things. There's, there's a, there's one high level thing that came about from, from that episode, but I want to let you go first and then I'll kind of chime in in terms of what I saw that may be a takeaway and that may be echoed by some of the people locally, some of the, uh, the media locally that, that I heard or that I read, but what were, what were some of your takeaways from episode one of hard knocks in season? Yeah, that's a great question, Jay. I actually, you know, I was on the road this week. I actually watched the episode in the room. You know, I had HBO in my room and I just happened to come across it. Uh, the funny part is I had it recorded. So if I'd have gotten home and hadn't seen it, I'd have been watching it uh, either last night or this morning. But I saw the episode. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, first impression, man, this is a bad, this is bad timing for this to be hitting the Cardinals because they are struggling so much. And, you know, I know people are like, well, they're just cameras and there's no big deal. I, in the first, very first episode, a couple things for me right off the bat, Jay. First, everybody's playing to the camera. There's coaches and players. And my signal of why I say that, even though it's a, a man's game and you got a bunch of dudes out there, never was I – any team I was on, there was never that much cursing. I mean, every other word out of dudes' mouths is F and S and this and that. And it's almost like that machoism, like they got to talk tough and, you know, make it seem like, you know, this, you know, this is how we do it, how we roll. And it, it, to me, it was a lot of bravado. It was a lot of language that wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. And that leads me to think, man, this, these cameras are already getting to these guys. The other part of it was I saw a couple of dudes that were out of character already. Okay. Now, in the beginning, what they did, they focused on a couple of our stars first, obviously your Kyle Murray's, your DeAndre Hopkins, but Buda Baker, man, mm. he is one of those dudes that you never hear anything from because he is that silent assassin. You watch him during the games. He's out there just firing away and everything. And they even made a comment that, you know, in this show, uh, Buda Baker's just one of those guys. He just goes about his business. You never hear from, Bruh, What's the first scene? Almost the second scene you see after one of the losses. They got him in there screaming to the point where he's almost—I mean, he's crying—and he's just so so animated and stuff like that. And I don't know if you'd get that if he wasn't aware that there was cameras there. Obviously, he wanted to show his passion and stuff like that. But to me, that was just over the top. Which okay, let me, me to believe. Let me. Ahead, I'm gonna let ahead. you. I'm gonna let you finish, fool. No, nah, but uh, but here's something. That, yeah. Just a thought. So what if because the quiet man, the quiet guy that goes about his business and leads by example, maybe talks here and there, maybe only slightly, has gotten to the point where man, this losing and giving this stuff up is getting has really worn on me. So I got to say something. I'm sick of it because it's 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 eating me up, and I got to yeah. say something. And the cameras just happen to be there. Without the cameras there, Jay, I think he gets the same message apart, uh, uh, um, uh, just kind of across in a much calmer, maybe not like like he's talking in a business meeting, but a more calmer um, just delivery. Okay. So what I'm saying, you know, I, I can see Buddha in the locker room saying, look, dudes, I'm tired of this. You know, this, we're on podcasts. Like I said, I'm tired of this shit. We need to get our heads together. We need to do that in a more calmer nature. I just cameras involved. That was and that's just my yeah. uh, analysis. I mean, I can be totally wrong because I'm not in that locker room uh, all the time. I'm you know not near them, but I'm just looking at a player that I know he's passionate. I just think because of the addition of the cameras, 
it was that much more animated. And for me, it's just a sign of much more to come. We're going to get a lot of guys that, you know, they're going to do features on, um, whether it distracts them or not, or not, or takes them out of their normal, you know, uh, personality. We'll see. But I just, for me, that was a warning sign that already right out of the box, the cameras are there and everybody knows they are there and let's put on our best performance. And I'm not saying they're being fake or anything like that, but let's just be a little more animated. And who knows the, the, the directors from HBO and hard knocks might be like, look, we need this from you. We need, uh, you know, to be passionate, to, to give us more. So we got some, because I'm pretty sure probably 98% of the stuff that's filmed ends up on the cutting floor, but they're looking for those flash moments that excite everybody and show the passion and what we're going through. And like I said, for me, that was out of character for Buda Baker. I've I've heard enough about him to know that he's a calm dude, but he is a leader. That was animation at its best for me. So, okay. What, so for me, one of the things that, that, that struck me and you've been, you mentioned not in the locker room, but you've been in locker rooms the demeanor of Cliff Kingsbury. Um, yeah. is, is that, is that overblown? Because it seems to me it's almost, again, we're getting chopped down versions. So I get that we're getting the cliff notes version of these, of these meetings, but it seems he comes in, Hey guys, uh, you know, what we need to do, let's go ahead and do it. Uh, we got this. I mean, let's go. We got it. Let's got it. Uh, I know you guys know what to do. All right. See y'all later. And he's out in, in, in a, in a nutshell. Again, I know we're getting a condensed version of it, but, but, with coaches, if you compare and contrast with coaches that you've had, whether position coaches, whether it was the head coach, what is that like in the in those meetings? Because you can't yell all the time because everybody tunes you out, but you can't be so nonchalant that nobody thinks that you're serious. What 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 was it like in terms of the beginning of the week to to set the tone or get the you set the tone for the for that game week? Or the you know the practices. What is what is that like? If you can compare and contrast, just with the limited things that we saw in that Hard Knocks episode. Man, the great ones, Jay. They are who they are from day one, all the way through the season. Okay. Meaning, you know, you know, the, you could be one and zero, or you could be uh, one and fifteen. You know, you can you know their passion. You know what they're trying to get across. And but you also know this is who coach is like. I always go back to Coach Dan Reeves. That man was real. He was an old school guy. Uh, when he spoke, you know, you're, you're you're you straightened up and you listened to him. He didn't have to almost like go extra to get his point across. And in that same kind of, I guess, analysis because we are talking about hard knocks and everything like that. I'm looking at Cliff Kingsbury. And I'm imagining one at this stage going into year four, there are some guys who've kind of tuned him out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think he, he's got to go in and he's still trying to win the room. He's still trying mm. to show guys that he has this and Hey, follow me and we'll get there. I, I just don't see it at this point. Like, you know, he walks in the room. I don't see dudes snapping to attention like coaches here I see dudes looking up from whatever they're doing, uh, okay, kid, kid, and going back to doing whatever they were doing. Yeah. And that's a bad sign for me. That's not controlling the room and having the respect of every man in there. You know, I don't care who you are. Even I found out later with Coach Reeves, there were a couple of my good friends 
that because of their situation, they didn't particularly care for Coach Reeves. Right. No, we all have that instance. I even, you know, I joke with you all the time, uh, you know, with the Andy Reid, you know, right, right. I've, I've grown to like the man, but I, you know, when I was there, I felt like I was done a little dirty and, and, you know, so I had some ill feelings, but he's never lost my respect. I don't know if guys in that room from listening and watching this episode, if everybody's bought into Kingsbury and that's, a, I mean, we're, it's, it's not like his first year and he's trying to win everybody over. This is year four. Mm-hmm. And I think, in that case, man, that's a bad sign. Okay. Uh, so again, just uh, another a thought or two about, uh, about that episode. We'll kind of be giving our, our high level kind of observations of what we thought from it. One thing that I don't think I would ever get used to because watching or uh, uh, playing in the game, I would imagine, cause I've only been in, I've only played, played on Madden, right? <laughs> or I've only, <laughs> or I've only played or I've only been on the sidelines for youth football. The, the ups and downs, the extreme highs, extreme lows in some of these, in some of those games where, where we're behind and then we make a play, somebody makes a play and you're so excited. I couldn't imagine the, what it would be like to sit next to my boss while the team that I constructed with the coach that I selected is on the field and you're just, and you're just living and breathing. So even when, even when whatever player that you stood on the table for, ends up making a play, you just hope and please don't, please don't mess it up later. Or when something negative <laughs> happens, I just, what, what would, what do you think that would be like? Cause they, seeing time next to, next to uh, Bidwell, that just seemed to be high stress. Cause it, the boss can, the boss, he, he gets the check. So he can say, he can say, yeah, he's not playing well. He's not doing well. I don't like the way that happened. And you just sitting there and all you, all you can do is just take it. I wanted your thoughts on that. What do you think that would be like? Or just, if you observed that, if you saw the same kind of things that I did there. My, my brother, Jay, you have an outstanding eye because as I was watching it, they kept going to clips back and forth with Kime sitting next to Bidwell. You could tell the early excitement. They scored that first touchdown and, you know, hey, high fives and all that kind of stuff. Then as the descent down the hill started, it was telling because Kime got really quiet. Yeah, and you could, see, you could see you could see the concern on his face because – Although he's not out on the field playing or coaching, he's the architect of this. So, you know, he's sitting there and, you know, they had the interception that, you know, returned for touchdown. Everybody got excited again, but then it started going downhill. And you could see the dismay if that's a, you know, or frustration or uh, not, I'm not going to say embarrassment, but just like the finger being pointed at him, even though he wasn't out there on the field, you can almost feel it from, or at least he felt it from Bidwell because this is a repeat. It's almost like with this situation, it's wash, rinse, repeat. So we're getting the same kind of thing over and over. And I'm pretty sure they've had some conversations away from cameras in closed doors. And man, you could see how Kime was just, oh my God. And especially because they knew the camera's on, it's hard knocks time, and we're supposed to be out here shining. Man, that was a tough watch because as you mentioned, that's like uh, being in a meeting, right? You know, business meeting. Yeah. And the 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 you know the numbers are coming out Woo. because somebody is this you know first quarter meeting, and they're gonna have to go down the list of performance, and you know the head boss who never makes an appointment is all of a sudden in this meeting, <laughs> and you're like, damn. And then when it comes to your turn, it's like you know. And you look up, they looking dead at you. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> and there's no way to go. There's nowhere to go, Jay. There's nowhere man. to go. 
Man, just a quick aside. You believe in the Arizona Cardinals. I want to get to this matchup against the Rams. I remember I was going for, uh, I was up for a promotion. I had interviewed and I was going through it. And so during the month of that interview, you know, of course, I was held to certain key performance indicators. Everybody was. And so I wanted to make sure that I was trying to, trying to impress or, or at least stay to, to at least hold, hold serve, so to speak. And I had one of the worst months ever. As right. I, as I ended up getting the promotion, but had one of the worst months ever. And so my director was kind of looking at me saying, well, dang, if, how, how am I hiring you to be a manager <laughs> when you can't, when you're not, oh my God. And I, and so, oh, but I man, know exactly man. what that feels like when, when you're in the big uh, meeting and you got to call your numbers, 10, five, six, whatever it is. And that's, yeah, that was not pleasant at all. And you know, and you know how you try to get through them real quick too. So you know, like, maybe they'll just, not not hear what I just said. Yeah. You know. Woo. Yeah. And I remember he, when I gave my number, he kind of looked at me because I hadn't been offered the position yet. And I thought, well, that goes that position. So, so believe in the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Let's look the, the injury report this time of year for the last couple of weeks where we, we have seen a lot of names pop up on the injury, on the injury report. When it comes to the Rams, one notable uh, thing is that the uh, Matthew Stafford is in the concussion protocol. So he may or may not play. Um, we have the looking at from Thursday, from the Thursday uh, practice, uh, the, the list that was put out, we have Buda, these are the people that are, that were either did not practice or were limited. So Buda Baker, uh, with an ankle, we have, uh, he did not practice. We had Kelvin Beecham, uh, with a knee and an illness. He was limited. I'm trying to get to, uh, um, my man, Rodney Hudson with the knee. He did not practice. Mm. Max Garcia, uh, with the shoulder did not practice. Byron Murphy, uh, with back did not practice. Kyler Murray. And we, if you watch that episode, we know that around the end of the first half, towards the end of the second quarter, he had, uh, he complained about his hamstring, even though you got to hold on to the ball, dog. But uh, Kyler Murray, so hamstring, <laughs> he was limited. Uh, Gardeck, a linebacker, uh, ankle was limited. DJ Humphrey was with the back, did not practice. Um, uh, it's, I'm trying to, Rondell Moore with a hand. Uh, he, he practiced, he full practice. Uh, Matt Prater with the right hip, he was limited. JJ Watt. Um, with the knee was limited and we know that they released or they cut Michael Dogby this week kind of wasn't, didn't have the most use over the last you know, three, two, three, four weeks. But point being, when you look at this, does that, first of all, the concussion protocol, at least right now, we don't know whether or not uh, Matthew Stafford is going to play, but we know that looking at the statistics that the Rams can't run the ball. They can't run the ball. They, I mean, they're terrible at it. And there's a couple of things that of course come out of that that could be good and bad for the Cardinals. But looking at the injury report, looking in terms of what we know, at least as we record this about Matthew Stafford, what does anything pop out at you? Uh, regarding the Cardinal or Cardinals, I'll start with them. Uh, Rodney Hudson, bro, has become, in my opinion, and I'm we're doing this video and I'm looking at you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. He has become a straight issue because Man. as we talked about at the beginning of the year, you know, it's almost felt like he was already leaning toward retirement. Hart wasn't in it. They might have had some conversations to talk him back into it. But he is clearly not all here, in my opinion, mentally. Yeah. I, and here's the thing, Jay. At some point, we all know there's nagging injuries and stuff like that. As a part of you, part of your job as an NFL player is sometimes play through mm. some of those things. Yeah. And but that also take sacrifice of your body and your mind because right. you have to work through that pain. Right? Right, right. I'm just at the point now where I'm wondering for Rodney, 
whether it's worth it for him to work through that pain. He might, he probably, or could possibly, that's a better way to put it. He could possibly be putting in limited practices and playing on Sunday, but it seems to me like he is semi-checked out where he's not even practicing him. Maybe they haven't given us the severity of his knee injury, but it just seems to me that he could possibly be out there. He doesn't want to be out there, if you ask me. And this is definitely it for him. And the Cardinals somewhat put themselves in this situation. Uh, So the rest of everybody else, a lot of game injuries and stuff like that, a lot of DNPs. So we'll see how it all shakes out. As far as the the Rams, obviously they're dealing with Stafford and that concussion protocol. As we're getting later in the week now, it's Friday as we record this. Yes. You got to be putting in some type of work for them to be, you know, uh, getting you on the field. Man, I'm not, not sure if he, you know, he'll do a limited practice today and it's all, or, you know, if they even let him out of concussion protocol, but obviously he's the key to their success. If they don't have him, you know, that heightens our odds in terms of being able to win this game. But uh, at the same time, they got a respectable backup, um, but we'll see. Like I said, this, this is a time of year today. It's time to be sucking it up. I mean, uh, everybody's playing through injury. It's just a matter of how mentally tough you are. And obviously a lot goes to your training staff and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, Rodney Hudson, uh, we'll see how it goes week to week. And again, I, without knowing exactly if it's when you, when you put somebody down for a knee, then you got to assume it's a knee. You put somebody down for a shoulder, et cetera, et cetera. You assume that that's what it is. But I wonder, and, and I'm, I'm getting used to, I've been hanging around you for a while. Is that like the, the man or woman that is that whose significant other comes to them and says, this ain't working. And they say, man, just please just give me a, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. Just don't leave. I got, just don't go. I'll do what it takes. I'll be better. I'll cook. I'll clean up. I'll insert whatever it is that I don't do. And I'll start doing it. And at a high level, and then you start doing it, but they, but the, the significant other that that was trying to leave you was just thinking, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate you doing it. Already checked out. I'm I'm done, yeah. man. I'm done. I can't, you know, I'm, I'm just, I can't do it. And I wonder if that's We've been what there. We've been there before where, you know, they just don't look at you the same way they used to, <laughs> you know. And no matter what you do, and I'm saying like with Rodney, it's football, the yeah. game, not yeah. necessarily Cardinals. Yeah. Football is looking at him like, baby, I'll do whatever you to ask me. You know, I'll, I won't make you practice on Wednesdays. <laughs> Come out and do a limited on Thursday. You know, um, you know, we'll do whatever we need to do. To, and he's looking back and he's like, girl, I just don't love you. Yeah, I appreciate it. you wearing the you wearing the perfume I like. You you cooking my favorite meal, but I I, I don't love you no more. Yeah, don't love you no more. Whew, good lord. <laughs> so so I mentioned so believe in the Arizona Cardinals, and I mentioned the the stats when it comes to the anemic. I think that that does that doesn't even do it justice. Running attack of the Los Angeles Rams. So you know where I'm going to go with this. If they get into that game and the Rams run all over them. That will be the biggest indictment of we know that the defense out of all three phases of the game, the defense has been the defense has performed the best in in the hard knocks. They said that, you know, some they made a uh, an illusion. They they alluded to the fact that they are vicious or I wouldn't say vicious. I ain't going that far, man. But they've been doing yeah. really, but they've been doing really well. They've been playing. They've been playing a, a, you know, the, the sum of the parts and all, all those analogies that you can use. But 
they have been the best performing of the three, the again, special teams, offense and defense. But if that happens and they, they get into that game and Sean McVay cooks up something against the, the man who's always in his shadow and, and ends up getting that, getting the run game going or ends up getting 120 yards, or 150 yards or something like that. And even if it's a backup, I don't care if Stafford is playing, that would be the biggest of indictments. And we know that they're going back as, has been mentioned multiple times this week to the scene of the crime from what happened in the playoffs last year. Yeah, we all know that this Rams team is not the same Rams team they faced back in January. Uh, the problem is we are even worse a team than we were when we faced them last year in that playoff game and in such disarray. And as you mentioned, if we allow them any semblance of running the ball, um, and it, it's so strange, Jay, because all the Rams did was they lost um, OBJ. It wasn't like they had a total – Overhaul, they did lose some offensive linemen. And, you know, but, you know that's you know, that could be the biggest deal, that offensive line. Yeah, we see, yeah. We see it here. Yeah, they have just struggled and scuffled, and it's kind of strange because you just don't expect that from them. But, man, we, we already lost one to them. This game, what worries me about this game, this game is the three and five against the three and six, chasing the six and three, right? Yeah. And so this is all-out desperation for both teams, meaning the Rams are just as desperate as we are. Because this this could be a season ender right here. You know, three and six, we go to three and seven. Uh, you know, all hope of getting to the playoffs, in my opinion, at least the majority of hope is gone. But at the same time, you're facing a Rams team that's in the same type of uh, mentality. And do we have the dogs on this team to, to go into L.A. and – fight their dogs. This is too this isn't a chihuahua against a, a pit bull. This is two this should be two pit balls. Two pit bulls. The question is, if it turns out to be Chihuahua versus Pit Bull, who's gonna be the Chihuahua? And I, I wonder and worry about us going in there and laying an egg at this point. Yeah, interesting. So what you mentioned in terms of the records, three and six, three and five, the Cardinals are at the bottom of the NFC West. I wonder in there's there's more on the line besides besides just the records. I'm talking from from a player perspective. I just want to get your thoughts. I know you've talked about it before. Sometimes at a certain point of the season, players already have their vacations planned because they can't wait to get out of there. But if you're you're playing for, you would think that you're playing for your own personal pride. You want to you want to at least from your perspective. Uh, show and prove what you can do. You also think about what you're able to do from a um, just to be able to continue to to try to be in this league and be able to be offered the next contract or a contract extension, whatever that might be. So when it, when situations like this, when you're underperforming based upon what you not reaching your own expectations of what you thought you would do as a team, what's it like in those locker rooms when you have to? shift your you have to shift you have to recalibrate because now you may be playing for something different you're just playing to maybe try to let's try to get to 500 and see what we can do or let's try to win one game before we and then see what we can do How, what what's what's that like when you're going up against a team that's also struggling like the rams as well well from a, from a struggling standpoint you usually take your your leads from the leaders meaning your head coach mm-hmm. um i don't i i don't know if i Here's the thing. Kingsbury is known as the cool, kind of cool cat, right? Right. And I don't quite know if 
He had, it doesn't look like he has desperation on his face. Right. They even look, let's go back to hard knocks, right, Jay? Don't he? I mean, he's got his million dollar home with the million dollar view. He's Joe Cool. It's not like he has much, it doesn't feel like he has much to worry about. I don't see urgency from him. And that kind of trickles down, you know, and then especially when you have, I guess, a leader or lack thereof in Kyler Murray that, you know, mm-hmm. nothing ever seems to be his fault. Um, and, you know, hey, we got to get this turned around. It's almost like you sometimes when you, you know, you hear you're watching somebody talk and they, they say a word, we, but you almost hear the, like the background, you. It's almost like <laughs> he says, we. When he says, we need to, we need to, it's we need to play like, better. Y'all need to play better. <laughs> yeah, y'all need to play better. It's almost like there's a dub underneath it, you know, like we. And I just, man, I'm telling you, it just, it trickles down. And I don't, honestly, at this point, I don't know who in that locker room, if not Kyler Murray, I think it has to come from him, but I don't think it will. Who, I mean, J.J. Watt can spout off as much as he wants. We can get Buddha crying and screaming at everybody. I think it all starts with Kyler Murray, and I don't think he's the right guy in this situation. He is so used to being on top and, and having nothing but success. His first taste of, man, everybody's looking at me and he's not really performing. I'm not sure how well he's going to score down the stretch here. And mark this, Jay. You know, this is a slight prediction. We continue to go down the hole, right? Yes. And next you know we're three and ten or eleven or something like that. Oh, there might be a hamstring or something that all of a sudden just affects his performance. And the next thing you know, he might be sitting out and letting Colt finish this one out. Colt McCoy. I just I get that 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 thought is in the back of my mind. Okay, so so again, if this is if as if something like that happened. And you're in, in the players in that locker room. If you can put yourself, you know, I know you always said that you you're you were the player that was. I'm trying to make sure I stay on this team. I ain't trying to ruffle no feathers or whatever. But if you're in that locker room, even in that same role, but you see that, and you're around other players that are that have more stature or whatever that is, what would that do if you see the guys that's supposed to be your leader? You leader, you're the big money man. And something like that happens, something that you should be able to play through all of a sudden, nah, man, I don't think I can do it. What, what does that do? Is that, is that even more egregious than if you, if the, if the coach isn't the one that seems to be trying to inspire and, and really set culture, is that more egregious than, than the coach doing something untoward? What can happen after that is total dissension. I'll give you a couple examples too, how it can go either way. We all know how bad, Baker Mayfield played at the end of last season, right? right? This dude was out there with a left shoulder torn up and stuff like that. And he probably did himself an injustice because he refused to come off the field. Yeah. But I guarantee you there were some guys in the locker room that were like, look, dude is not playing well, but damn, look, I mean, at least out there going through it. Right. Last year at the end of our season in one game, Kyler Murray at the end of that Rams game, what did he do, Jay? Mm. Colt McCoy tried to talk him into going back out on the field. Hey, man, you need to go out and finish this one up. Nah, man, I'm done, you know, because he had gotten to a point. And that's what I'm saying. Keep your eye on the rest of the season. I'm guaranteeing you, I'm guaranteeing you, I'm, something will happen. I don't know whether it'll be a point where Kingsbury lifts it off his shoulder and says, hey, we're going to sit him down, or all of a sudden a hammy or something going to be bothering him. And I guarantee you, this is what I can guarantee you. Dudes will start looking at him so cross-eyed like you can't imagine. When he walks by, you'll dudes will you know whisper to each other. Because I've been there before mm. when whatever the situation is, 
you know, dude walks by and he's all cool because he's, you know, he's done or going ahead and over to get his little treatment and stuff like that. Meanwhile, you got a finger hanging off the, the limb. You know, you got torn this, you, you know, uh, sprained this. And you're looking at each other like, okay, I guess we're not all living to the same standard. Ooh. So, like I said, I'm telling that you. It would be something to watch. But that's not, you know why that's not going to happen? Because I got I to gotta bet with somebody that they're going to hit a certain number of wins this season. So, I need, <laughs> so that's not going to happen, man. You know, man, okay. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I told you, hey, like I told you, too, don't bring me no, don't be bringing me no warm spirits. I want mine chilled for at least a week. In the oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, all right. So so what you got in this one, I think uh, this might be a, an ugly one. I would I would say, though, I think the Rams get it. Ugly game, 17-14. What you got? I'm right there with you. I, I, this looks like just, you know, with what the Rams are doing, scuffling, us scuffling. Uh, we're, you know, uh, they already got us once. Uh, a lot of people on these injury reports, this one looks – ugly and low scoring. And I see the Rams winning this one too. I would say like 20 to, to 14, something like that. There you go. Don't sound so excited, fool. All right. So on behalf, yeah. on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, <laughs> I am Javon J. Love Adams. Adams. We do this thing twice a week. Uh, so until next time, as we are always presented by Bet Online. Till next time, as we always say around this time, oh, Man, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell another friend about what we have going on here. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So until next time, you can remember to be easy out there. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.